0: Red Channel Condition with Michael.
1: I have been mean, I've been living off of powders. Jonathan. Ted, I understand the need to
2: solve food insecurity, but like also like like hamburgers though.
0: And Peter. Like I, I feel like I would sooner eat a grasshopper than a roach. Welcome listeners to this week's episode of Red Channel Condition. I'm your host Peter and I'm once again joined by my co-host Jonathan and the Mike AI. Gentlemen, what's going on? How you doing?
1: Well, just uh, recovering. From I think a cold. Um, oh no! It's weird these days because the second you know you wake up with a bit of a sore throat, the first thing in your head. In Covid, your mind, Covid, like, Covid! Oh God, I have Covid. I like I'm not gonna go anywhere. And then it's it's nothing. And I still maintain my streak that I have not yet caught it. And despite what those scientists say about how everyone already has it, and no, I have managed. I live a life of complete and total isolation to the point where I break that rule.
0: <laughs> you know, it's funny. I had a similar experience this week because my fiancé had, like, a cold and a sore throat for, like, a week straight, and, uh, you know, I insisted that she take a COVID test because, you know, part of uh, being on set and, you know, doing the acting gigs is that you cannot... You, they COVID test you for every one of these things. So if I catch COVID, I'm fucked. I cannot work. Are, are these
1: still operating under those... um extremely strict protocols or yeah i mean it's crazy really okay
0: like i'm kind of annoyed because i feel like they need to come up with a better testing system because you have to test for covid for every shoot day that you work and like for example one production will not like you could take a covid test and you know work a show the next day but then like even though, like sometimes they'll accept like a COVID test within forty eight hours, like one production will not accept another production's COVID test. So you have to keep getting tested over and over and over again. Keep testing negative. Take a test for every shoot day that you do. Take a test for every production that you do. And it's just a little crazy. Uh,
1: they test you like uh like star athletes for like steroids and shit. Like it's <laughs> pretty much.
0: <laughs> You know, and if you catch COVID, you ain't working for at least three weeks. So that kind of sucks. Three weeks? I thought it
1: was just—I thought it was just supposed to be like a five-five day thing. Or I mean,
0: maybe, maybe it is, but I mean, it's however long you're gonna test positive for it. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, to be honest, I haven't paid much attention to what the new
1: standards are or anything like that.
0: Well, I mean, I think they're pretty strict about it in this industry specifically because they don't want like some peon like me like infecting you know. Robert De Niro with COVID, and then he dies at ninety. You talking to me? You know, which I would be proud of if I killed him. But you talking to me? I'd be like the baddest motherfucker who ever lived. I killed Robert De Niro.
2: <laughs> Shit, heal. I feel like people wouldn't be pleased with that. Yeah, I think you'd you'd have some. Uh... Have you
0: seen his movies lately? Well, who the hell else
2: are you talking talking wow. to me? Hey, he's got a, hey he's got to pay bills too. Who the
0: fuck do you think you're
2: talking to?
1: Are you going the uh, the raw Julia uh, route? The Raul Julia corollary is never wrong. Anyone who opposes (laughs) me will be destroyed. Well,
0: I guess the fact that I'm still alive means that I haven't done any productions that are complete ass yet.
2: (laughs) Three, two, one.
1: So, John, how was your week?
2: You know, I've been indulging in a lot of gaming this week. You know, this uh, this last week was kind of like a miniature E3. There was a lot of news on games that came out this week. Oh shit, what's going on? There was a new MetaQuest Pro virtual reality headset that was announced at like fifteen hundred bucks, which is kind of crazy, but it's 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 more powerful. So we'll see if it's worth it. Uh, there was news on the Resident Evil game series. There was shockingly a bunch of news on Konami's Silent Hill survival horror series. You know, I don't know if you guys remember that. Like it's crazy because it's Konami talking about anything that they make. You know, they never, you know, right. they shelved like everything that they make for a long time. So when they speak up, I'm listening.
0: Yeah, I mean the, the sweeten and remaster. Yeah. I'm excited about yeah. that too. So
2: they're bringing back survival. Uh, they're bringing back Silent Hill with a bunch of new releases, including a remake of my personal favorite, Silent Hill 2. Uh, there was a new trailer for Final Fantasy 16 on PS5 and PC. You know, it looks incredible. I don't know if you guys looked at that, but. If you haven't, you should. You know, it's it's looking pretty sick, and there. I think it's coming out uh, in summer of next year, twenty twenty three. You know, actually, surprising. There's a lot of uh, drama in in gaming too that I've been
0: following. Oh, really? What's going on?
2: One of the popular games that I'm I've been into, you know, this game series is called uh, Bayonetta, which has been on out on many consoles since the ps3 and xbox 360 era became a nintendo franchise bayonetta is a stylish action game you know not unlike devil may cry it stars like this uh, crazy moon witch who shoots people with guns on her shoes and you know stabs people to death with crazy weapons like it's a it's a very very hardcore action series so the third one is about to release you know bayonetta 3 on nintendo switch you know there was a lot of drama about that featuring the voice actor for the main character bayonetta the voice actor's name was helena taylor she basically tried to get the game boycotted you know because of some issues with her salary for doing voice acting
0: well, so what was the issue? They weren't paying her enough money? Like.
2: So there's a lot of weird shit with this. So for starters, there's like the media manipulation portion that's kind of just shitty, right? You know, she posted a video to her Twitter account you know, on the 15th of October in which she suggested that, you know, she had only been paid $4,000 for the voice acting role, which is you know, admittedly like a shitty amount, right? and you know she, that people who boycott the game because she was getting done dirty. She's the voice of the main character of the game, the namesake of this franchise. And she's been the main voice actor for all versions of this game for the past 10 years. Well, more than 10 years. The original game came out in like 2008 or 2009. It's a cult classic. Character, but like it's an it's a fairly iconic role. When she came out, you was know, saying to boycott the game, you know, everybody kind of got revved up and you know it was it seemed to be like you know yet another problem, you know, in you know big corporations versus uh you know the little man, so to speak, right? And you know, the game industry generally was very exploitative to voice actors because you know they were always trying not to pay them. You know, a couple of years ago there was even a, a strike. You know, between the Screen Actors Guild and, you know, basically the gaming industry in uh, you know 2016 and 2017. I mean, she was trying to go for the bag, which in these days is understandable. It's not acceptable necessarily, but it's understandable. You know, she wanted more money. You know, she didn't get it the way that she wanted, right? So she thought that she was going to leverage the power of social media to make it her and the public versus the people who were p- holding the purse strings at Nintendo who... Uh, controls the license for bayonetta and platinum games which is the developer that you know, has been making this game for for years lots of torches and pitchforks you know and whatnot you know the rallying cry was he- was heated by a lot of you know gamers and people who are online all over the place and they saw that this seemed to be like a clear you know it's injustice right so
0: or so it would right. seem so
2: the twitter mob was whipped up in a frenzy and they started attacking the prime the developers of game at uh, platinum and you started waging you know, twitter campaigns against nintendo you uh, stop exploiting helena free helena taylor etc right <laughs> but then a couple of days later you know bloomberg news and you know, uh, a journalist jason schreier did an expose on this particular News piece, and it turns out that Helena Taylor, you know, misrepresented you know, the proposed compensation. So, what ended up happening is that she was offered $4,000 per recording session, not just $4,000 for the, for the whole thing, game. right? And the number of sessions was going to total at least $15,000 in total for compensation, well above the union rates, you know, from the Screen Actors Guild for recording, you know, dialogue for this game, right? And you know, then you know, they and they had hired another actor to do uh the voice of Bayonetta, uh, uh Jennifer Hale, who is a more famous voice actor. She's in a lot of like anime and you know, she's kind of like a legend in the voice acting game, right? But they still were gonna pay her uh the original Helena Taylor all that money, right? And you know, the Twitter mob did not necessarily uh subside, right? You know, instead of being instead of once the news came out, and you know for people to kind of you know put this put shit away it became you know some sort of weird uh i guess uh witch hunt where they're trying to find out you know things that were bad about uh about jennifer hale instead or things that were sick
0: oh so it became a witch hunt yeah
2: things that were secretly bad about nintendo or platinum or that you know there you know maybe the reporter was actually you know uh misrepresenting things and you know, so on and so forth, you know, which is a stretch because it's literally Bloomberg, right? Like, it's not, you know, some fly right. by night news org. It's not, it's not QAnon right, news, right? It's not like you, your, your local, you know, mom and pop video game reporting site. It's, it's fucking Bloomberg, right? You know, they, they're a pretty serious uh, journalistic output. It's been kind of a crazy thing because, you know, again, Bayonetta is one of my favorite game series. You know, I have all of the versions I have for PS3 and. You know, I had it on 360 and I have it on uh, Nintendo Wii U and I'm going to get it for Switch. So the thing about this is, you know, what, what do you do you know, when you're dealing with uh, what wages should be you know, in, in acting, what wages should be in voice acting and stuff like that? And what do you do with messaging and news on the Internet? was kind of the thing you know, what what do you guys think about that?
0: For me, so like I actually joined the Screen Actors Guild not too long ago and it is clearly defined what your supposed base pay rate is for any type of gig, whether it's voice acting or screen acting or what have you. So I don't know what um I know that you say she's the the flagship voice of this like IP, whatever. And if they were offering her above union rates to because I know that's the way the thing works. Like this, most of this stuff would work. Like for example, like you're not going to pay Leonardo DiCaprio, like regular Screen Actors Guild rates to do a movie, and if you do, he'll probably laugh at you, and he probably won't take it or whatever. But this is the point why you know when you get to a certain point in your career, you know maybe you have an agent and maybe you negotiate these things, or you know if if this pay was unsatisfactory, maybe you could have negotiated for like a portion of the rights or whatever. But I would say that if they're paying her. Above union rates to do this, you know that's you know that's on you whether you're going to take it or leave it. I don't really see a reason why you would need to bring this to the court of like the public to to litigate this. I don't think that that was the smartest move. Um, but you know, I, I, if they're paying her above rate, then, then a you got either got to take it or you got to negotiate better. I mean, I don't think that she was done dirty in this particular case. I that I mean that's really the size of it to me.
1: I mean, I have no problem with her going out into the public, because, like, isn't essentially base union rate, I mean, that's basically minimum wage, right? No. It, that's not. No, no,
0: I mean, so, for example, like, even, like, a like a grunt like me, like, who does, like, background acting, mm-hmm. you know, for the most part, like, um, your base rate is, I think it's, like, $23 an hour uh, <laughs> okay. for your first eight hours, and then you get overtime. Which is time yeah, and a half, but so you're
1: making minimum wage for your union, right? Like that's.
0: But no, but that's not minimum wage. That's what your that's what your union negotiated as a fair. I'm saying rate. that's the minimum
1: wage that you can be paid as a yes as a
0: nobody as a member
1: of the guild as yes. an as absolute nobody, right? Yes, like you have no experience, you have no name, you're just some MOOC that got in to the union yep. day one. All right, cool. Yep. So that's union minimum wage. Yeah, like if you're gonna be offering. Essentially, your title star that kind of that kind of money all right i can I can understand why she might be upset about that you know, and and take it oh, to sure the court of opinion i get yeah, yeah. I get being upset yeah, I about get that
0: it, but that's why you negotiate like you know that's why you have an agent i I assume she tried
1: to negotiate, but what i don't i guess the the problem here isn't so much that she failed in her negotiations or or even decided to walk away, but it's the fact that she misrepresented how much she was really getting paid, right? Right. Because she said she she was getting paid $4,000, which, again, if you were the title star of the of of a franchise, you might go like, what is this? This one-time payment of $4,000.
0: I have no idea what a well-known uh, voice actor makes. So I, I don't know. So it like, again, I think it was a, what, a total of $15,000 for the sessions. And if it's at $4,000 a session, you know, what is that? Close to four sessions. So let's just say you put in four eight-hour days <laughs> and you're getting paid $15,000. That seems like a pretty good amount of money to me. For for a week's
1: worth, she was also arguing for uh, residuals, right?
0: Yeah. See now there, yeah, I could I could sort of understand that argument. Like, sure.
1: Yeah, so you should probably be getting some kind of residuals um, if you're again the franchise lead. I have no I have no issue with her fighting for those things. the The issue really is just saying, hey, I'm getting paid four thousand dollars as opposed to like this is what I would actually be getting paid, which is like fifteen thousand dollars.
0: Yeah. And the problem that I see is that she like, again, she misrepresented how much money she was going to be paid and she mobilized the Internet to get mad about that issue. So it's like I can't really sympathize too much. And this is again like I am I, I would love to be a famous voice actor like I would I would I would you know, that's the career path that I would love to go in. But, you know, to to say that, oh, I'm not being paid fairly when, you know, technically I guess you are. Like, I mean, I don't know what they paid for 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 the previous two games, but you're getting paid $15,000 to do one week's worth of work. Like, I don't know. That seems like a pretty fair deal to me.
2: Generally, you know, I have to agree with that. You know, my my beef is not, you know, trying to go for the bag. Right. I understand why she tried to do that. You know, and, you know, the game industry generally tries to soak. You know, people for as much money as possible because they love games and they love the community. So they generally try to underpay people. I know that because you know, in a past life, you know, I did. You know, I worked for game companies. You, know, I worked in you know, members of the as a member of the quality assurance team and as a member of the you know development team for some games. You know, back in the day, and yeah, they want to pay you nothing if they can, and you'll do it because you you love games, right? Um, so. I get it, right? She tr- she wanted to. She did try to negotiate for uh, getting residuals and a percentage from uh, each game, right? right? Which would have been kind of revolutionary because typically people don't get that, right? You know, for the record, you know, other famous voice actors and stuff like that, including one of the most famous. You know, this is uh, there's a guy, David Hayter. David Hayter, you'll know, you might know as the was the voice of Solid Snake for Metal Gear Solid you know for forever right until uh metal gear solid 5 that's another famous konami game you know, uh, shout out to konami you know they replaced him right with uh Kiefer sutherland who obviously is a much more famous yeah. actor right and right. probably costs a lot more right and he didn't go and you know whip up social media you know, try to leverage the mob in order to extract money. And, you know, David Hayter is much more famous and more, more iconic than uh, Helena Taylor ever was for any game, right? You know, for the record, back in Metal Gear Solid 3, the rate for that Solid Snake that, you know, David Hayter received, you know, for his uh, voice acting sessions is $1,200 for every four hours. Plus ten percent, you know. So three hundred dollars an hour, you know, if you do more than that, right? So he, you know, David Hayter received less money to be Solid Snake than uh, Helena Taylor would have received to be Bayonetta, right? You know, I can't, I can't, right? You know, I can't mm-hmm. rock with you, you know, if you're complaining about these things, you know, because.
1: All mm-hmm. these people I like, don't know who the like what is Jim Cummings? Like what is like, Jim Cummings? yo what home
2: he, right? I have to assume he probably makes more than both of these guys. <laughs> I have to assume. Like that's a but, that's a fantastic legend.
0: But this is also the kind of risk that you take when you say no to an offer. Like if they, if you say no, you know, you you run the risk of being recast. Yeah.
1: Like that's it. I don't know one time where it called a call to boycott a game really actually worked i don't think people care i don't think gamers care i think this was just people who were loud on twitter who were either not going to play the game video game boycotts don't seem to really make a difference
2: yeah game, gamers generally don't give a shit about stuff like that i remember they back want to in, play games that's yeah. why they're gamers I, I remember back in the day you know trying to boycott a. Uh think it was uh not skyrim but uh one of the elder scrolls grims uh games because of you know dlc abuse and that didn't work out i remember trying to boycott uh call of duty you know because uh you know they were going they were leaving steam instead of and going on like activision's own uh you know store for games and that didn't work either right
1: It's impudent nerd rage, like yeah, whatever.
2: I think you 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 nailed it, right? It's just you know people love to get mad on the internet, and people feel emboldened by other people who are mad on the internet, coalescing into like a mob where you can feel validation for being part of the group of people who are mad on the internet about a thing, right? And that's just I think that's just extra toxic about fandom for anything in general, right? I really don't. I really don't mess with uh, Helena Taylor for trying to for for le- trying to leverage toxic fandom to make more money. Right? You don't negotiate like that. Like you you negotiate you know, in the office with your agent or with yourself. Right? You don't. You don't need to. You don't need to leverage the especially toxic brew of terminally online fans of video games on the internet. Right? You should know better.
0: Right. And I mean, let's be clear, too. I mean, four thousand dollars for a for a session, assuming it's an eight hour session, you're getting paid five hundred dollars an hour, yeah. which is which is like I mean, I know voice actors make money, but like that's like, holy shit, that's good. That's good money for voice. actors. People, people would probably kill to do something for five hundred
2: dollars an hour, like anything.
0: You know. So. You know, and maybe, I don't know, maybe you should pick your battles a little better because, I mean, take like Kingdom Hearts or something, for example. Like the original Kingdom Hearts had like an all-star cast that was, for the most part, not replenished in the second game. What are you going to do, not play Kingdom Hearts because they didn't like hire Robin Williams as the genie? Like, <laughs> fuck you, like, you're going to play the game. And to say that $500 an hour is not a fair price, I think, is maybe a little too big for her britches. I don't know. That's my opinion on it. And I support voice actors and voice actors getting paid fairly. But like you know, I think five hundred dollars an hour is pretty fair. You know,
2: and yeah, like I I want you know, I want voice actors to get the bag. Like I want them to get paid. I want to fight against you know, exploitation of people in any industry, especially games, which I personally love as much as anything else on this planet. You know, so I I don't want it. You know, I don't want to be a defender of of Nintendo or Platinum. You know, they should pay. You. Know, their voice actors their developers you know their their qa testers you know the programmers they should pay everybody well and more right for what they did to put together these products right but like damn like you you making me a fucking defend like a corporate apologist because like you had to lie in your fucking you know youtube video to gin up the internet like come on man so
1: did she give a response to this so you
2: know she you know, she she basically was like, I'm in an NDA and like, you know, I don't care. You know, yeah, shit. I don't care. You know, I'm, I'm sticking with my side of the story is what she said. Right. So gen- general intransigence when you know, things like that happen, which also is a problem for me. Right. You know, talk just how the media tends to act. Right. So oftentimes a story comes out. And the media tries to be first to report that story. And you know, it's incentivized you know, the way that the internet is, right? The people that get paid the most, that get the most clicks and engagement and the most ads and stuff like that are the people that report something first, right? But after something changes in the story, people aren't as loud and fast to report that the thing that you previously reported is wrong. I would have liked to see the media dis, uh, point out, oh, yeah, you know, this was not actually correct, right? And, you know, I would have liked to see that, you know, uh, they might have pointed out, you know, uh, push back on Helena Taylor a little bit, like, you know, so, hey, you know, now that you see that this report has come out, you know, what do you have to say about that? And then when she says, well, you know, I'm sticking to my side of the story, you know, Maybe you point out that, you know, she's sticking to her side of the story and the current reporting says that she is wrong. Like you need to I feel like the media's job should be to connect dots like that so that you, know, you can't escape the changes in the reporting. Right. You can't just choose to ignore and live in your bubble and keep in the Internet mob. But you know, that's just me hating on on modern media.
1: Do you think she torpedoed her uh, her her voice acting career here? Or is there a way back? Because I don't know what she did be, uh, besides being yeah, you know, what the, else has she done? The, the, the face of uh, the franchise?
2: Yeah, I think she's like an actor in uh, the u k and stuff like that. You know so she you know she's, she's done uh, shows and stuff like that, right? What I will say is that you know, I think that she's probably torpedoed herself as you know in like mainstream productions for voice acting but the way that society is right now, you know, probably somebody will use you know, will be happy to cut her a check because she has notoriety, right? And it will invariably be something that's like grift adjacent. So it'll be like some sort of like quasi alt right, quasi you know, or something about like NFT games, like blockchain games, or like some shit like that. You know, something grifty, right? and it'll be like yeah you know she got you know, like she got canceled or she got removed but she's here now and you know she's part of our game and that will be part of getting attention for that game i'm sure that she'll be able to fly her trade you know if somebody will pay the right amount and i'm sure that she won't care what that product is if she's getting paid
1: wow harsh words harsh words from harsh words from john
2: i got to keep it a buck man
1: that's that's what
2: it is you know
0: i mean I wish her the best, but I mean, if you're in the situation where you're you're really only have like one franchise, one you know, you best not fuck that up, you know. You know what I mean? Like, it'd be one thing if she was, you know, the voice of, you know, if she, of like a, a like if she had other shit where it's like a, making her a very very valuable commodity. Of course, maybe you might get away with charging more money, but you know, it sounds like she just she just threw away her only real fucking paycheck. Kinda. And like the the worst part, And that was dumb.
2: Yeah, and the worst part about this is that this like cheapens the the or devalues the plight of legitimate you, know, yeah. like like you Voice like workers. you right. Peter like you. Know, it right. makes it harder for you to cry out to get paid more to get paid a fair wage right. because people are going to be right. looking at you like you sure you're not getting paid right?
0: Like you right. sure? Because five hundred dollars isn't enough yeah. an hour for you to have. Yeah, you know, for you to go ha. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't want to look at the the actual amount in in some ways because like you know that depends on what someone of you know a higher status tier would be expected to be paid. Pro athletes or actors or or CEOs and be like five hundred dollars is a lot of money. It's not enough for you. I don't know what the industry rate is. Now I'm really curious. Like
0: we have well, to we just sold you. I mean the industry. No rate no, no. For... fuck
1: that minimum shit. That's for people like you that like know <laughs> <with> like <laughs> okay, you know gravitas. Fine, fine. I want to see what like like the Jim Cummings of the world are, are making, right? Uh, but she's not Jim Cummings. She's not. She's not. Who, who, did, who replaced her? uh Jennifer Hale. Right. Like she's like basically uh, like female Jim Cum- Like she's been in everything, right? I want to I see what her contract looked like. You know, did they pay her more because she was Jennifer Hale or did Jennifer Hale take that 15,000 agreement? I, I want to know what the actual going rate really is for like a top tier it depends
0: on what you negotiate that's what it is for all-star celebrities it's what you negotiate
1: like I'm, I'm watching her pockets Wow <laughs> that, all right <laughs> so you're in the hater bucket
2: okay I see you I hope that it's more than Helena Taylor because you know what like don't fuck up your bag you know shut the fuck up and get paid. right you know how about you show solidarity to the other people in the industry and you help them not fuck up their bag right you know Helena Taylor if she's you know if she was crusading for voice actor rights she should have been interested in not fucking up the bag you know for herself and potentially for other voice actors
0: yeah this kind of annoys me well, what's kevin
1: conroy getting paid
2: yo i get i have to, have that to man. yeah i have to imagine you know he's probably getting paid more than uh helena taylor who is a niche voice actress in
1: a niche and di- in a niche dynamic action game on Nintendo, and that's the thing, right? It's because it's she's Bayonetta and not the voice of Batman. Like I because said, I don't know what go. Kevin Conroy's done
0: outside of Batman, but but I also don't hear Kevin Conroy complaining right. about it.
1: And like I told you,
2: I told you, <laughs> you know, I told you, so <laughs> Solid Snake got paid less than her, and also when he was replaced by di- by Kiefer Sutherland, he went and was like, shout out to Kiefer Sutherland, and it goes to cons and appears in uh, conventions with him. You know, like. Why why not not fuck up the bag for yourself and
1: others? What's Troy Baker getting paid? He should be, hopefully he's getting more.
0: You know, and if Kevin Conroy said I wanted a million dollars to do, you know, Mask of the Phantasm, and (laughs) they said no, they would have recast Batman. Like, that's what would have happened. Uh... Staying on the topic of games, but losing the toxicity, I had linked an article to you guys. About how therapists are actually using tabletop games to assist in patients' therapy. Uh, a gentleman by the name of Adam Davis founded Game to Grow, uh, and it offers uh, a therapeutic version of like playing Dungeons and Dragons to help customers with their mental health, and apparently does help them in their day-to-day lives when it comes to problem solving and um, uh, social interactions, and you know. Uh, things of that nature do you would you guys participate in therapy if it was dungeons and dragons or if it was like monopoly or something fun like that do you do you see the health benefits for this you know i i think that you know games
2: can definitely help people no matter what type of games they are you know uh i i love you know anything that you leverages games to do other things they're just uh you know it it makes me feel good because yeah, I remember those days you know growing up you know my my parents telling me that you know gaming you know playing games are useless and like it'll rot your brain and, you know it's a waste of time and you know just seeing as time progresses how wrong and how continued to, uh how much more wrong they continue to be every time stuff like this comes out you know I love it you know, I would participate in uh you know tabletop games that can help you know, heal people that can help uh you know if people have, you know, uh, are neuroatypical, maybe they're, you know, autistic or, you know, have ADHD or something like that, you know, like if it can help them or maybe if games could help you, you know, like, you know, cope with grieving or something like that, you know, I believe in that. I think it would, I think it's good. And I 100% would participate in that.
0: Yeah. I mean, I see it as a as a great way to, you know, have conflict resolution and various different social exercises that are played out in a safe environment it's it's fun. It's, you know, it's allows people to get in touch with, I know, like for certain patients who are depressed or have high levels of anxiety, this is actually a great outlet to reconnect with your creativity. So I think this is a really wonderful uh, practice.
1: You kind of hinted at it there. Like, how how is this supposed to work? Does the therapist essentially kind of maybe put you in situations where You, you know, role play as your character and, and.
0: Yeah, it seems like that's exactly what it is. Like, you kind of, uh, you, it says they work through a range of issues from exploring identity to addressing real world conflict. Interesting. You know, using the game's methodology to kind of apply to everyday life and, you know, what kind of stress triggers or, or issues that, you know, patients are facing. <laughs> I think it's a no-brainer.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, can you imagine making your character? Uh, my character is like a, maybe like a like a five in charisma or whatever, and the therapist is like, no, like, bring it down a little bit. You're like a two in charisma, okay? <laughs> like, it's going to give you more mental problems. <laughs> yeah why not? I mean whatever maybe this
0: is why I don't need therapy because I play so many games. it's just you know i've already tackled all these issues in my life.
2: right maybe you just have a multiple personality disorder because you play so many different characters
0: i mean i think this is I think this is great for people with like social anxiety or have difficulty like forming connections with people. I think that you know if you can kind of explore these these techniques and these social building skills in like in an environment that you think is safe because like you know you, you may not feel comfortable going to the laundromat but you you love to play dungeons and dragons or whatever you know i think yeah you can kind of use the game to to kind of bleed those ideas out into your everyday life i think that's a i think this is a great avenue for people who have you know social disabilities or anxiety and depression to
1: i I suppose if anything it it just gives them an excuse to do a common thing with other people who are you know know, participating in the same thing yeah sure it's probably a bit less awkward than sitting in a circle or however they do therapy i wouldn't know because of toxic masculinity (laughs) what i thought
2: was uh, a very interesting application of this right so they're they were using, you know, some of the therapists, right, who were DMing games, you know, with this uh, progress, with this process, right? You know, they were using it to allow clients to uh, experiment and explore, you know, different gender identities and things like right. that, right? So, you know, in one of these games, you know, you might be able to uh, decide to be, you know, a non-binary character or, you know, you might uh, choose to be, you know, a person of a different gender than yourself, right? And, like, you can uh, try the different pronouns, you know, and try different wrists and different ways to, you know, to express yourself as this character, you know, you know, in that way. And then you can apply what you learned, you know, playing this character in this game, you know, out in the real world and feel more comfortable with it, right?
0: Yeah, so, I-, I could be a, a kitty girl growing up in high school shitting in a litter box in the classroom, and it's okay. This, this isn't new ground.
1: World of Warcraft in Goldshire, every single night of, was just a dude.
0: <laughs> Hi, I'm Lorelai. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would love this. I, I, this is the therapy I want. Wouldn't that be great? Like, you roll a one and the doctor has to diagnose you that you are psychotic and you go to the loony bin because you rolled a one. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> the dice don't lie. <laughs>
1: This was going to be such a like oh like a wholesome thing,
0: and, and of course we, we turned it into no, a... we've perverted it into something horrible <laughs> But I feel like this almost ties into I mean I mean for us, like let, we've done this stuff uh, we, we've played games for like forever, and we've done it with each other, and it's definitely an outlet for us. I feel like this almost comes back to a topic we discussed last week about friendships, you know I mean this is and the healing abilities of of what the of friendships and, and do and activities like this. I feel like this is a, this is a great way to, to heal yourself and, you know, have that social interaction, you know, regardless of its actual therapy or not. I think it's, I think it's very beneficial.
2: Yeah, definitely. You know, there's always a ben, you know, there's great benefit in, you know, sitting, you know, in sessions with other people and, you know, being able to interact with people, you know, I think that it's, it's good to to play games, especially because games teach you how to cope with adversity, right? You know, which is that in and of itself is uh, therapeutic, right? You know, sometimes you, it's difficult to deal with, you know, taking L's in real life. But, you know, being a game player, you know, you, you lose a lot. You lose all the time. I should know because I lose in fucking every game that I play. <laughs> you know, but... It's good to be in an environment where you can lose with no actual content, uh, no uh, consequence, and learn how to deal with loss,
0: with losing, right? yeah. how to deal, totally. you know,
2: with failure, or how to deal with dying, or you know, based on the setting of the game, you know, and you know, things that you can learn to cope with, right? Like maybe you know, even though you lose, right, and or even though you die. And, you know, dying is, a, you know, is inevitable, right? But playing the game was still worth it. You know, being with the people that, you know, you were playing the game with in that session, right? You, or gaining the levels or grinding in that session was still worth the time, right? That's, a, that's an important lesson. I think that's something that's good, you know, from this, from this specific therapy that you were talking about, this geek therapeutics, right, but, or in game to grow but also, you know, just in general.
0: 100% agree.
1: You know, as you were saying, the only thing that kept coming into my head was, "How do I win?"
0: How do I win therapy? Wow.
1: <laughs> that might highlight some of my my own need for it. Yeah, I was I was
2: trying to bring us back to sea, and you just kicked the boat back into the water. You, know, <laughs> you know, I just will i'll let i'll let the chaos rain.
1: You know, like I'm I'm just diagnosing
0: myself. Okay, like,
1: <laughs> wow, I just. You know, like, really, how do i how do i win this game how do i win this?
0: i really want to see mike in in the middle of a group therapy session and like he just rolls a dice and then just throws the board up and screams i win therapy and runs out <laughs> that's what i
2: want i win therapy i'm fixed now fuck you
0: i win fuck you fuck you <laughs> fuck you i win it <laughs> just walks out a cured man oh
2: that's incredible i actually want to see that too now <laughs> like I gotta
1: say, I gotta say, it's it's it, it's great. Whatever, whatever people need to do to 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 heal and feel good, you know. See, all right, John, I'm I'm bringing it back to sea. I'm bringing <laughs> whatever people need to do to, to to feel good and to heal and you know to get over their traumas. Like, let's do it. Why not? Insurance isn't going to cover it anyway.
2: America.
0: I repeat, please report to SickBay. Damn it, John, I'm a podcast, not a
1: doctor. I've mentioned before on this podcast about fucking around and finding out. Well, too many people, you know, like fuck around and then they find out they have AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> too, too many people fu- fuck, Too many people fuck around And find out they got AIDS And, and, and STDs and herpes and shit like that What they should have done According Where's to good? The KTH Royal Institute of Technology Working in partnership With the Technical University of Munich And the Karolinsky Institute Basically there was a study Done that said that the mucus lining in a cow, well, in, a, in people too, uh, but the mucus acts as a, a protective barrier blocking the transmission of HIV up to 70% and uh, herpes up to 80%. Wow. So immediately, you know, the, the obvious thing here, right, when you hear about this is how do we turn mucus into a sex loop?
2: Is is this more effective if I get this direct from a live cow? Like how does <laughs>
0: how does this work? So the cow licks my dick before I dive in? Is that is that really That's it. I mean, so That's the idea behind this. It is the
1: nasal mucus, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. That's it. Oh, I got to stick it oh, in nose. Oh, great. So essentially what you have to do before engaging in sexual activity is to become the covid test. <laughs> for a cow. That's disgusting. <laughs> just, that's disgusting. you know, moving around well, right, for five seconds. circles in each direction. <laughs> <laughs> direction. Oh and then
0: goodness. go forth and enjoy your time. What an incredible discovery. H- how did they discover this? <laughs> exactly. What? That's, that's how my did they question. this? I think Mike just explained how.
1: <laughs> you know, the, these, are things, these are the questions that, that, that keep me up at night. Like, I, I'm, like, all these wonderful scientific discoveries that we find, you know, so many of them are, are by accident, you know, like, the, 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 we, we all know, like, the story of penicillin, but this stuff, right, this stuff, and w- w- what, where does this come from?
2: Dude, science is fucking crazy, bro, like, so we really out here in Germany, like, you know what we should really do, you know, like, fuck, fuck cows in the nose, like, that's really...
0: I'm sure that's not how it really starts. I, I,
2: I'm I'm I have no idea how this came up. I'm I'm just amazed at how science functions and that this could even work, right? Right? Like it's wild that 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 fluid specifically is the one that could block uh, HIV.
1: It's it's absolutely insane to me. Like I I understand the function of the mucosal lining. You know why we produce so much mucus when we are sick. I get that. But then from, to make that leap, you know, that, that wonderful spark of genius of, of science yes. <laughs> to, to, to go from that point of knowledge to, I wonder if it'll stop uh, HIV or, or, or some specific virus. And then from there, see dollar signs and go, let's turn this into lube is absolutely amazing.
0: Well, I mean, I mean, I feel like that's a no brainer if if you did discover let's just you know let's not even go into the particulars of the means of how they discovered that it blocked h i v in particular, but if you know that, if you know that this is providing some sort of protective barrier against a sexually transmitted disease, well then it's not going to take a genius to figure out you put it on your dick. <laughs> I suppose <Yeah>. so <laughs> you
1: know? so there you go so let me ask you guys, seventy percent chance against h i v Eighty percent effective against herpes. Are you rolling the dice in that thirty and twenty percent? Are you going to raw dog it with no. this lube? No, man. no, right? No, you're still going. No. You're still going to wrap it up. If you, if you, yeah, yeah, you fool if you ain't strapping up out here. How, how much of a game changer is this, right? Like,
0: well, I mean, eighty percent's better than zero, and it's at least a place to start from. Maybe you know, with the combination of other techniques and medications, you can get that up to 90, 95. I mean, even still, so, that every hundredth fuck is going to give you AIDS. <laughs> I still don't like those odds.
1: <laughs> you know, fuck that. Cow mucus. Who would have thought? Who would have thunk it? Mucus in general, but I guess cows produce a lot more of it. So we can go into, like, factory farming cows for their uh, for their mucus.
0: Well, it's, I guess it's good that we already factory farm cows. They just have more uses now, you know? cows are
1: cow, cows are wonderful creatures and nature just keeps on giving and giving and giving and as long as they give we'll just keep taking
2: yeah i mean i love their i love their meat and i love the leather and now you know i got utility for their their dick grease so hey but thi-
0: but but this begs the question what other animals can i stick my dick in for <laughs> in? <laughs> See,
2: you know now we're talking <laughs> science okay
0: i mean only for science would i do this but well, this has me really excited, guys. You know what? I, I think I'm going to head to the zoo right now. So that's all the time we have for our Red Channel Condition. This week. <laughs> but, you, know, you know the deal. Check us out on YouTube and uh, send us an email at redchannelcondition at gmail.com. Th- and thanks. And, and as always, guys, thanks for listening.
1: Take it easy. Oh, the Cowboys of Moo Mesa. Come on. <laughs> <laughs>